are live here on the Couch of Connection. Wanted to do a, uh, I know it's not midday where everybody is, but for Jerry and I, this is a midday episode for our pal Uncle Sharma, who joins us from the UK. This is a nice evening episode for you. Uncle Sharma, how you doing, sir? Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, for, for inviting me, Jerry, for, for reaching out as usual. Um, yeah, no, I think this is my third cap. So yeah, great to be on with you guys, man. I love it. We're happy to have you back. And I know that Jerry is going to be rightfully, I don't blame him for this. He's going to be a little bit distracted here because as we start this, when we went live, Lazio are still playing against some farmers. And I know that this must be really crap competition. It's a preseason friendly, of course. This is what you expect. But I know, Jerry, this must be crap competition because when I see you tweeting about Vidat Murici scoring goals, I know it must be a crap opponent if that bum ass is scoring goals. So how many goals are Lazio up now, Jerry? What's the score? Find nothing in the game just froze. Piece of wow. shit. Wow. Who God else scored beside Morici? Um, who else? Luis Alberto scored the first one. Uh, Savage scored a nice one inside the box. And I think he's been my biggest takeaway from the first half. Yeah, I lost feed now. There's no feed for this game right now. So, what, what are you? Is that like oh, a legal stream or DAZN or something? I got it on YouTube. On up there? YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, some guys broadcasting it over Sport Italia. So, the probably that will happen to the intermatch. Then the the YouTube copyright got them. Yeah, what oh, do you think, Sh Sharma? What do you think <laughs> happened there? Did did because uh, I I know that at the stadium there at Lugano when Inter had their first friendly. Um, now the hot tip was I was able to watch the end of the game because it was also streaming on Inter's Facebook channel, but most people were watching it live on YouTube. And then late in the second half, the feed cut off because of copyright. And then you cue all the jokes about, oh, Inter is so broke, they can't pay the fees. But what do you think happened there, Sharma? Because I know at the stadium there, they were playing music. Probably some Milanista or a Juventino like reported the, the feed to YouTube saying that they were playing copyrighted music and they shut it down. That's probably what happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It was uh, it was someone that reported it. Or the you know the YouTube algorithm these days able to pick up uh, copyrighted music. So yeah, it was something related to that. But I saw Jerry. Jerry made one of those jokes about Inter being broke. So oh, he takes yeah. every opportunity he can. He piles on. I thought I thought Jerry was becoming an Interista last season, and then I thought he'd become even more of an Interista with Simone and Zaghi coming over. And yet we get all these jokes from Jerry. Like three, he's got a quota. He's got to make three jokes per day about yeah, Inter yeah. being broke. I saw I saw the Hakimi one earlier as well, Jerry, and you deleted it. Yeah, oh, I didn't see it, that it, one. It didn't get any love, and I I realized no one liked this. So I was like, I got rid of this thing now before I, yeah. I get freaking harped. I was like, forget. It. I think I used that one twice already. But um, <laughs> but but you know what? On the Inzaghi topic, as much as I miss him, there's one thing I don't miss about him, is that he's so one-minded at times. Where he he never gave players a chance to to try out, even in training. And that's something with Sari where he's used every single player. And the one guy who stood out the most so far to me is Ramado. I believe is 18 years old. And a lot of people last year said he wasn't good enough to make it into the into the first team. He, yeah, he scored like 20 goals apparently with the Primavera squad. But how can you say that a guy doesn't deserve to be in the first team if he's never given a chance to play with the first team? Like – there are certain players who probably strive better at a higher level compared to the Primavera because they're playing with better competition. They're playing, they're challenging themselves. Um, a lot of people say that he he's too small to be 
with the first team. I think that the fact that we switched to a 4-3-3 is perfect for him now because he could play on the left wing. And, and a guy that is small of his size doesn't have to depend on scoring up in the center as like a center forward. So I think this, this is a guy who – if I was drafting for pools and, and are looking for goals, he can be a surprise late pick. Um, I, I just think that he, he'll strive under sorry. Yeah, I hope so. And I love our guy. Uh, by the way, welcome into the chat. I'm so glad Dieter could be in there because I know you, usually we're on, you know, in the evening times, Eastern Standard Time. So for people like Sharma and for people like Dieter over in Europe, we're just on too goddamn late for a lot of folks. So the fact that we're on today, you know, midday, you know, our friend uh, Dieter from Belgium is with us. Uh, our guy Mario. The chat never feels complete without Mario because Mario always gives so much crap to Jerry that he he makes Jerry's blood boil. The whole thing, the veins pop in his head. We love having Mario aboard. You know, we were talking about uh, Inter's finances and something Sharma. I find this to be kind of amusing. Um, I see so many people complaining on social media who ordered Inter's new shirt and the home kit. It looks fresh with the scales and everything. I really like it. But I see so many angry people because they ordered the shirt at a time before the sponsor was officially announced because Inter couldn't start putting Socios.com or the Inter fan token logo on the shirt until they officially announced the sponsorship. So for a very short period of time, they were actually shipping the shirt with no sponsor logo. But then as soon as the sponsor got locked in, they started printing it on the orders. And I see all these angry people that are like, oh my God, I ordered the shirt blank with no logo and they sent me this logo and I hate it. And okay, listen, I can understand to an extent if you're annoyed because you thought you were getting the exact shirt pictured at the time you hit order and you got something different. But don't we understand the fact that, guys, Socios.com are paying 20 million goddamn euros per season to get their logo on the shirt. I don't think that they're going to accept Inter shipping out blank jerseys. Like, as soon as that deal got locked in and they're paying 20 million euros to be on the shirt, you better believe Inter are going to be printing the logos on the shirts that they ship out. Yeah, man, I understand both sides of the story. I mean, you know, people are saying, obviously, it's false advertising, which it is. If you've advertised it on your website and every image with, you know, Barella, everyone is wearing the sponsorless version. You think that's what you're getting. So I understand where they're coming from. But as you said, 20 million euros these guys are paying. They're, they're probably stopping shipments from going out, like, at the <laughs> at the warehouse. Like, stop them. Stop them right now. Put Print the, print the logo on there, so... It is what it is, man. Uh, I'm sorry for people who have ordered it and are feeling angry. Shouts out to Anthony, of course, uh, Privatero. He's of the so men. angry. I, I find <laughs> it. And listen, I love a Anthony is one of my favorite dudes on Calcio Twitter. And he even he helps us out because sometimes he does the daily doses of Inter for us. So he's kind of become a part of the team. I love him. But yet, Anthony, I find your anger amusing about the shirt <laughs> because it is what it is, bro. I mean, you rock your Inter fan token loud and proud. Let's get Chili's coin to the moon. CHZ to the moon. <laughs> I love uh, th this. Is uh, we can get Jerry's take in on this as well. As uh, oh wait, hold on. Uh, oh, I, I will send Mario an invite. Actually, we can get him in the room as well. But Dieter asks, "What are your takes about the shirts of Lazio and Roma this upcoming season?" Um, I got to tell you right off the bat, Jerry, I love Lazio's third <laughs> kit, the black one that they just dropped. Oh, what did did Lazio concede a goal to Farmers? What happened? They, they did actually. Uh, they did four, four minutes ago. It was a freaking nice goal, actually. No shot for Sirkosha. It was a blast, man. Top hat, top corner, like out of reach. It was a powerful shot. I was like, wow. Uh, Jerry, was you, like, you Jerry even tweeted out like 
good save by Strakosha. That's he did. He like did make was... one before, actually. I, I, oh, yeah? That, he had no chance on the goal, but still, he's the guy mm. who has to start. I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch it, and I'll, I'll give you, I'll tell you if you had a chance or not. It was a good shot, man. It was a good goal. No chance for Strakosha. Like, and, and after, I, I after you watch it, Sharma, it. Sharma, after you watch it, tell me if Handanovic would have saved it. <laughs> well, we know the answer to that one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to send out an invite to uh, to Mario Galliano. I think he wants to hop in as well. So I'm just uh, sending him the stream. Do you remember, Jerry, that one time when I accidentally sent out the StreamYard link <laughs> instead of the YouTube link and like people were just randomly hopping in? I actually really enjoyed that. The problem is I think every episode since then – uh, except for today, so maybe I could do it today. But you, usually, like uh, Jerry will invite five two. Literally, he will invite all of Calcio Twitter on. Like he you will can send see it out. Again. Like, they can see it again. Yeah, this, this, this <laughs> oh, man. This, this, so the second, oh my god, he, they 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 literally are leaving their guys wide open, wide open. No one picks him up. Who 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 is at fault here? Patrick? Is it Patrick? Probably Patrick. Probably Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. If he's on the field. It's his fault. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. Patrick and freaking the other idiot. But uh, anyways, it's like a uh, Dalba was struggling against Lugano. This is oh Patrick. my god. Yeah, you know it's it's so bad, Sharma. Terrible. When you when you have um when you have a player in the Inter eleven that is worse than more than half of the players on Lugano, you <laughs> know that that's problematic. So. I mean, God bless Cagliari for taking this guy even on loan. But but what what is this uh, now? These shenanigans with Cagliari. I, I always use this term to describe them on the daily dose of Inter. That is a bum ass club, Cagliari. Like for the last two years, these guys were you know finessing Inter for Rajan Angolan. It was always like, oh yeah, send him to us on loan, but pay eighty percent of his wages. And no, we don't really want to buy him permanently. We can't afford it, but. We're, we're happy to take him on if you pay 80% of the wages. And now I see that Cagliari supposedly, this is according to the Italian media, so take it with a grain of salt. But now Cagliari are like, oh, yeah, we'll loan Nandez to you, but you have to pay a 10 million euro loan fee. <laughs> so it's like, bro, like, Man, you have to do us a solid at some point. Yeah, it's like one-way street with these guys. Like, How many favors are we going to do for them? We gave him Diego Godin on a, on a free transfer as well, you know, like right. – I heard that he was like the you know one of the best players last season, and now we gave him we get well we kind of gave him Asamoa, but he was you know he left the club anyway. And now they took Dauber. It's like at some point I'm I'm hoping like you know we were talking about the Cranio maybe they could help us out getting a Handanovic replacement there. At some point they need to help us out with something these guys man. Yeah, because it's like oh yeah, uh, if you say yeah we'll loan him to you. But you have to pay a 10 million euro loan fee, then it's no longer a loan. <laughs> That's the first installment of a sale at that point. It's no longer a loan. That defeats the entire purpose. All right, we have Ericsson FC himself with us now, Mario Galliano. And actually, speaking of Ericsson, um, the uh, it, it's been confirmed that Serie A, as we we suspected, because we talked about this about a month ago, Serie A would not allow him to play again in Italy unless he gets the device removed uh from his chest the what is it called like the icd or something that will it will theoretically restart your heart if if he you know god forbid what happened to him uh in that denmark game were to happen again he's got that device implanted in his chest and city i would not allow him to play again in italy with that device in his chest uh so he he may as we suspected even if he does resume his football and career mario will likely never be allowed to play at inter or in italy ever again 
sad to see. I hate to see it. You know, I was reading about it, and I, it brought tears to my eyes because now I have to replace him with Chalhanoglu. I mean, so are you Hakan FC now? I have to be. He's the next big guy. <laughs> Kebab, 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 man. So, Mario, are you one of these folks who uh, who ordered the shirt thinking you were getting a blank jersey and now you're all pissed because you get the Inter fan token? And, and by the way, guys, I want you to help my portfolio because I invested 50 US dollars in the CHZ coin or the CHZ, as you guys would call it, over there Jeez. across the pond. And I'm trying to get this thing pumping, bro, because like I, I normally I stick to the big guns. I'm all in on Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I, I invested in this CHC, and I want this thing to go to the goddamn moon. So please buy your Chili's tokens, too, my friend. I'm going to get rich. <laughs> I actually didn't buy the jersey, and I'm probably not going to. I don't like it. Really? Do you not like it? I don't like it. Really? I don't, I don't like anything about it. I don't like the home. I don't like the lights. I don't like the way that thing's ugly. Do you want to end up like Lazio and just have nothing on it and not have a sponsor? Like, do you want? Do you, oh, at least you have. You got twenty million at least. I don't care oh, for the sponsor. Okay. It's, uh, it's not the problem. That's I think idea. the jersey itself. I, okay, I, that's fine. I want the black that I respect. Something. Well, that I like the away one. Do you like the away one? I hate that even more. Really? I like yeah. it with the, with the serpent yeah, on man. it. I like it. I'm, I'm liking all the ones this year. I like weird ones, but I don't like it. You know, I didn't buy the away kit last year, the the tablecloth one, and oh. that and and for me, for me, for me not to buy a kit, that means I really didn't like it because <laughs> I buy usually every year I'm buying all three, the home, the away. There there was one year I, I must have done really well financially that year because there was one year where I actually bought I actually bought two versions of the home kit because I got two different names. I got a Scriniar <laughs> and I got a Brozovic. So I bought two home kits. I had four kits that year. So I haven't I done that in a while. Kits last year. Really? I, I got Dambrozo and I got Ericsson. Wow. <laughs> I, I love I love like what the criteria that Mario uses to rep players because like he he was repping Ericsson. When Erickson like wasn't playing, oh, right? And, and he reps Dombrosio, so it's like I can understand people from January on repping Erickson, like when Conte figured out how to use him or he figured out how to play under Conte. But Mario was repping him long before Erickson had the trust of Conte. Real recognize real. Erickson was a class player. Hey man, people, he's not a bum. He's not a bum player or anything. This no. guy was a world class player. Oh, sure, he sure. But I mean, getting... he had a very tough spell, though. You know, the, the first, the, the first, basically, the first year at Inter was not so great. It was bad, but I mean, you know, Baller's figuring it out. He figured it out. He just needed a little bit of uh, of guidance from Conte. Conte gave it to him. He's like, "This is what I want you to do." Eriksson did it. He made a difference, and we won. So. You know that's that's how it goes. Winners win. By the way, Sharma, uh, what who do you think is going to end up coming in to play the right wing back role? Like, do you think it's going to end up being Nandez coming in and playing that spot? Because I I would prefer him as more of a utility. I'd prefer him to be a center mid or like a backup right wing back. I don't think he should be the full-time guy there. I'm hearing more momentum for Denzel Dumfries. I know Mino Raiola is trying to get him to enter, but still like you can have the same problem with Dumfries that you have with a lot of other options that enter don't want to purchase someone outright for financial reasons or the loan with obligation. They're looking for loans with options. So who do you think actually ends up in? Yeah, I think, 
even though it's the, the distance between Cagliari and Inter is very big, you know, Inter offering zero and they won 10 million of Prony <laughs> before. But I think because Nandes really wants Inter, he's he's asked to leave and he's apparently he wants Inter really badly and we know how much that makes a difference when the player wants to play for a certain club. We've seen it with, the you know, Barella uh, it happened and then also happened with Tonali last year when he went to Milan. It just makes a big difference. Apparently, Inzaghi wants him. Auxilio Marotta won him. So all the parties involved won him. It's just Giulini in the middle, the uh, Cagliari president left over. So I think I think it'll get done. I think it'll take a while. It might even take, you know, to the last few days of the transfer window. Uh, but I've grown I've grown to the, kind of like the idea of Nandes as well, ahead of other options like Zappacosta, yes. Bayerin, you know, these other names that, you know, have been blurted out. So I know... Even even for me, I still see Nandes as a Mezzala, you know, a box to box type of midfielder. Because um, they signed Nandes as a Barella replacement. Because when Inter signed Barella, they signed Nandes for 18 million, which was their record signing. So he was literally their Barella replacement. But yeah, last season he played mostly as a wing, right wing back, even left wing back at times. And then I saw in the Copa America, he played as a right back in a four for Uruguay. So maybe he's even mentally and you know he's decided to make the switch maybe he just feels like that's his best position now so if that's the case i'm happy to bring him in and as you said he could be a utility player as well you know my, my guy uh, my guy Dieter had me confused so i, I put up the uh, the correction as well because he, he had initially written in that dumfries is eager to move to chelsea and i'm like oh chelsea oh my <laughs> god they want this guy too but then he, <laughs> he corrects it he says dumfries is eager to move to Inter, and, and this is one of those things. Like you know, it's when you're working uh, with a guy like Mino Raiola, who's his agent. That's a double-edged sword because if Raiola wants to screw you, he's going to screw you hard. But if Raiola actually wants to do something that would help you, if that's where his player wants to go, that he he could be your friend, right? I mean, yeah. he could either be your worst enemy or your best friend. We, so we don't we don't want too many Raiola guys in our camp. That we already got De Vrij who switched over to Raiola. And Pina Monti. Pina Monti, who somehow manages to get what one point five. Yeah, I, I didn't million. even realize. I didn't realize if I switched to Raiola. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, if you get three, you know, it starts to get a little bit too much power, and uh, not not really happy Mino with that. FC. <laughs> they're they're all going to be asking for not twenty million Mino, euros man. net. We don't deal with Mino. You guys can afford his, his, his players, man. No, we don't. We don't want to deal with that idiot, man. After what he did he with freaking Donnarumma, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking, I don't want that guy. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't need agents that uh, get more than their own players. That makes no sense to me, man. Those guys are. They, he wants for what, what forty million alone for Holland, forty million just for him. So if you want Donnarumma, I mean, uh, Urban, uh, if you want Holland. That's an additional forty you have to take into consideration. His wages, he's probably worth what a hundred million. Say, like it's, it's crazy, man. Agents are are make and he probably only worth a hundred million because yeah. the agent skyrockets that price as well. In a real market like North American sports, unless unless it's baseball, there's the odd players who who get those ludicrous contracts. And, you there's know, no pay, salary cap. Like exactly. most American sports have salary cap. Like it's so stupid, man. Like McDavid in, in NHL makes what twelve or thirteen million. He's the highest paid player, and you, you you got guys in football who are making thirty, forty million. I, I saw Mbappe thirty two million a year. PSG wants to offer what the what? Well, I, I understand that there's no rules right now, and and, and the whole FFP. But I want to know in a pandemic 
where the fuck are they getting this money? Because they have no fans. Oil. Oil is recession-proof. Like, it's bullshit, man. They, what's their fan base percentage? Like, 2%? Like... Makes me, I, I don't know any PSG fans, honestly. I, 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 you know, honestly, I thought I they did. I, I honestly, I thought they didn't exist because th there are a couple of clubs like that I know. Usually, I can write like a really kind of mean tweet about this club, and they don't have any real fans, so no one's <laughs> going to attack me. Like it's a very powerful feeling because, like, I do that sometimes with Manchester City. Like, I'll tweet something about you know that club, plastic fans, and, all, and usually I get nothing in return because there no one's offended by it. But I, I can't remember exactly what the tweet was. But a, a few weeks ago, I wrote this snarky tweet about PSG, and I actually started getting attacked. I don't know how long those people have been fans for. They might have been fans for you know a year. But I, I, I used to be able, I used to be able to make PSG jokes with impunity. No one would go after me. But I, I was actually getting attacked for making a PSG joke. So they're out there somewhere. I would, Who's I would comment on PSG's stuff on uh, Ikari FC and and. People would just randomly pop out of nowhere and be like, oh, no, fuck me, this. Uh, other people are, are so much better. And he sits on the bench. I'm like, man, you guys are a bunch of bozos. We just started watching yesterday. Wow. No, totally. I mean, uh, all the, the rich, rich history of that club. So, Jerry, is it over? How's Lazio doing? And and what what, what club are they playing against? Because I know I saw it earlier today, and I totally forgot. And well, I'm sure it's it's some farmer's side. Farmers only. I don't, know if he's, I don't know if they're farmers because David, David Lonhol – Said a good uh, comment here. Don't forget, Roma barely beat Tristina one nothing, and that's really? the team who Lazio beat today five two. And you know what? Di Massimo scored both goals, and they were both nice goals by him. Okay, good runs, everything. Give him credit. Um, it's a ch city of cheese side compared to what they were playing the last two games, where they honest the last team they looked looked like eighteen year olds they were playing. Club Literally. radio. I don't know who the heck they are. They 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 had phones ready to take pictures with them. That just tells you enough. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. But um, you... well, what happened was that the team that you guys played last week they sh they showed up wearing their McDonald's uniforms here, here, and they had to change out of those into their jerseys. Here's my takeaway from this game: the first half is your best starting eleven. Okay, so obviously you're going to dominate against a good team. The second half, you're testing your depth to see who you got, what there is. They scored one goal. It was an own goal. It was a fluky goal. Mm. It just proves to me that our depth is not good, man. Johnny on the left side, we need a left winger. Um, if Korea is not willing to play left wing, they got to hurry up and sell him and get his ass out of here because the second striker is not even going to be Caicedo. Caicedo will be gone too. You invested $20 million to Marici. Um, I think Sari is going to be you, – you, I know, I know, Mario, but at the end of the day – the thing I, is, I, Jerry, I, under, I agree. Under, I agree. Hold on. Uh, under sorry, you don't need any depth because he's just going to make the same substitutes and have the same starting eleven all season long. Like you just need. I, I mean, usually you he just need three subs players. I guess yeah. since there are five subs allowed now, you just need to have sixteen decent. Although he, he may only use three out. He only use three <laughs> out of the five subs. Well, here's a, here's how I look at. Casado's got one year left on his contract. Do you, do you run it to the risk that you don't make seven million on him and you lose him on a free? Or do you keep him and the chances you don't even use him this season because you're still invested into Marici? And I know that Mario doesn't like him. I get that. But I, I look at some – hold on. I, I look at some factors going – hold on. No, seriously. Seriously. I look, I look at some serious factors. When he arrived to Lazio, he didn't, he didn't have a preseason, okay? That's one thing. 
His first game was in October. Don't go blaming this on me, Jerry. This is you. You don't. No, like I'm me. just saying. You're no, defending I, yourself now, Jerry. You're just. I have to. He's arguing. I, I, I gotta. I got. I, I gotta go with the facts here. He he didn't have a preseason training. He didn't play till October. Um, when he when he came back from injury, Inzaghi never used him. The last four games of the season, he finally got to start. You saw the you know, McGregor fans, man. I gotta give players the benefit of the doubt because Caicedo had a very terrible first season with Lazio. People wrote him off right away thinking he wasn't good enough. What happened the following three seasons? He scored 26 goals in City. Like, you, it, it, if he has a second bad season, absolutely agree. Then there's something wrong. And he had COVID, yes. He also had COVID as well. That's exactly a good point, David. He also had COVID, which affected a lot of players. It affected Dybala. Dybala wasn't the same this season. I think COVID really affected him. Um, I, I'm always willing to give the benefit of the doubt where you, you're you're going from a league to a new league. Not everybody can transition to the Serie A. Maybe in, in, a, in a 4-3-3, it suits him better, given that he'll have two players out wide to deliver him crosses. Today, I, I, I watched... Alberto deliver a nice set piece high in the air. What does he do? He uses his strength and his height. That's where Marici is, is, is very beneficial. The guy is not good at holding up the ball. So you, you, you use where a player is. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm willing to give Sari a chance because Sari has helped Insigne play at the left side. He, yeah. he, made, he made Mertens go to a false nine. Maybe I'm wrong about Marici. Maybe Inzaghi didn't use him right. Maybe he just didn't. Maybe it's not even Inzaghi. Maybe it's the fact that three five two didn't suit him. Or how, how does a player get into a rhythm if he doesn't play consistently? So there, there are so many factors, man. I think with with these players that come to Serie A, you have to them. the first season basically has to be a void in a lot of cases. Like we look at players like Ericsson, Lozano. And I'm going to throw Osimhen in there from from Napoli because I'm very critical of him. But uh, I've always said the second season is we're going to see the real player because the first season they get used to the league, new coach. The Serie A is not easy to just jump right into and become a star for for even the biggest players. Second season, um, Lozano came in. He's one of the best players for Napoli all year. Uh, Ericsson, the first it took him a full year. Of, because we bought him in January, and January of this past year, he started to actually play and fall, grow into the player that uh, you know a Serie A player. So he was able to to make his his way. And I think with Murici, sure, I joke around with him all the time with you, saying he sucks and you're always criticizing him. But we'll see the real Murici this year. And uh, again, it's it's unfair with with the coaching changes uh, to to give him uh, exactly. You know, like, uh, like hard determination uh, of, of the player he is because he's not getting used him well, or whatever the case was. And now he's learning a new system in Saudi, which I don't know if it's the easiest to get thrown into and, and become successful with it. So that might take a little bit longer. So it might take another, you know, six months or so for him to, to find the player that he needs to be to, to succeed in the Serie A. And in Saudi system. 
I just find the uh, the Jerry Mancini bipolar roller coaster with Vidant Murici to be one of the funniest things because when that guy screws up, oh my god! When that guy screws up, Jerry is the first one to tweet twenty million down the drain. It's not, it's not the screw up; it's how he does it, though, man. It, it, it it's just a simple football play. Like the defending against uh, Milan wasn't solely on him, but like not finishing that that, that scoring chance against Sampdoria. When everyone remembers the, the the swift kick where he misses the shot and like it goes wide, it's just little things that become very frustrating and it, it becomes reoccurring. But again, it, it's harder. It's easy to get on a player than it, than it is to support a player when they're struggling. So um, we'll see what happens this year. I think the biggest takeaway is that he has a full preseason training. I think that is and that, and that goes for any player, not just Marici. I, I don't care who you are. If you don't get a full summer to train with your team, that is like a whole month of, of not just practicing and playing games, understanding your movement, where, how a player plays, understanding your teammates. He's going to have a, a good understanding of Felipe Anderson on the right side and Raul Mauro on the left side. And he's he started the first half today, which is – very vital, and I think it's very important to, uh, to take, take away that. Marici started over Caicedo in the first half with the best players, and that's a sign that maybe Sarri's considering Marici and Caicedo's out the door. I know that he's been mentioned to uh, enter. I think a lot of people better look out for him because I don't see him part of Lazio this season. He's not going to be a third striker in, in a 4-3-3. No shot. And he's already mentioned he wants increased playing time, so a lot of question marks, man. But we'll I see. So. I want to, I want Sharma's take and everybody's take on this uh, this assessment from David on Mourinho and Fonseca. He says uh, Mourinho is working in a way better in way better conditions than Fonseca could have dreamed. In my opinion, Roma was actually on the right track and fired a good coach. He says I was proven wrong on him for a washed specialist. Okay, Sharma, let's tackle the Mourinho side of it before we get into the Fonseca side of it, because, of course, you, Mario, and me, we're all Interisti, and we remember the special one's time at Inter over to, over a decade and ago. It's fucking washed. Very fo- and, and that's what I want Sharma's take on. Do, do you think Mourinho is as washed as, you know, Manchester United and Tottenham fans would say he is, or do you think these were just about – not the right situations for him. Can he resurrect his reputation at Roma? I think, yeah, people just exaggerate. I don't like that word, you know, washed and like the things like that, finished and things like that. Um, I think Roma, um, kind of a team that's kind of fighting for, you know, six, seven spot. That's really, I think, his his level now. I don't think he's, he's at that level where he was before, but there's nothing wrong with it. Everyone has a peak and, you know, Mourinho had his peak and it's, it's gone now. So he's definitely not the best coach in the world, which he was at one point, but he's still a good coach. So I think Roma is his level. I think he's, he's going to do okay at Roma. I don't know about the, having the, um, what was the comment about him having the ideal conditions? Cause it always feels ideal when, you know, when a new coach comes in, it seems like, you know, a fresh start and, the way Fonseca things ended always seemed like a little bit, you know, negativity around it. But you see, as soon as you know one play, if he falls out with one player, if he falls out with Zaniolo, you know, someone or Jekyll or someone, and the Rome press is 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 one of the. I think, from in my opinion, Rome is the hardest job in Italy because they have yeah. they have like you know top tier expectations, but 
the budget is not really there and the fan base is one of the most passionate and one of the media is just absolutely brutal. So I think he's going to do well, but I don't think he's washed, but I think that's just, just, that's just his level. That's my, that's my opinion. Well, the, the thing for me, and I want Mario's take on, on all that is like, how, how do people define success for Mourinho? Cause if you define success by winning a Scudetto, I, I, I can't in my wildest dreams see that happening over the next couple of years, potentially while he's at Roma. So that that can't be how you define success. Is it getting back in a Champions League and being there for a couple of years? Uh, that's going to be tough uh, because the Serie A looks pretty top-heavy now, but I, that, that's obviously more attainable than winning a Scudetto. So I, I don't think this is impossible. And I, I do think that on paper, and Sharma brought up a couple of wildcard factors, right? Are you going to have fallouts with some of your players are you going to lose any important members of that dressing group like because that and the press those could be factors for Mourinho no doubt but on paper Mourinho should be able to make that team a lot more hard-nosed defensively and a lot more cynical and that team was shipping in way too many goals for fun last year so Mourinho on paper should be able to fix that with his mentality but what do you think about all that uh, Mario and how would you define success for Mourinho at Roma? It's a tough one because they're always a team that's supposed to be in the top four, five, that's like pushing, but they've fallen off. And I think Mourinho is able to bring them back to that, uh, that kind of, uh, I'm going to put this, it's like, he's going to be up there. He's going to bring them back to where they want to be. They're not going to be pushing for a Scudetto yet, uh, but they're kind of like a team that's halfway in shambles for, if, the way I saw it, at least, because there was never really certainty. Fonseca was was loved and hated, uh, from what I remember. So I, I don't think he was the right man for the job. He didn't really have the backing from the ownership, which always is a problem. But you know, you know what you're getting. You're getting a top, top-tier coach no matter what, and he's going to fix every little thing from the bottom to the top. So I, I think however Roma is best in the world. I don't know about that. Um, they're not the best team in Lazio. <laughs> so um, I think he's gonna he's gonna whip him back to shape. Like I think in Tottenham they didn't really give him everything he needed to succeed. They were kind of like here's your team, go out and make it work. And they they weren't really like that great of a team in my eyes. They had Harry Kane's son who got hurt, and he like dire. That's what I remember. I that's I watched the All or Nothing. And that's about it. I don't watch Premier League like that. <laughs> so you just watch um, the reality TV version, and I I watched Ted Lasso. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't watched that yet, but that's, that's, oh, it's so good, bro. You'll love. I gotta it. watch. I gotta get on. Dude, there. I just hope it, what what would be amazing. And I haven't watched the new season yet. I think they just started it. I would love it if, like, at the end of this season, he, like, gets sacked or leaves and he takes a job in Italy or, like, in another country. Because, like, okay, like, the whole – if they're going to do, like, four or five seasons of that show, the whole, like, the whole – all the jokes they make about England and, oh, he hates tea. Like, that stuff is going to get old after a couple of yeah. seasons. Like, send him to Italy and then you can refresh the entire show. Just let him take it by storm and just use his, like, cluelessness to, like, you know, better the Italian people. <laughs> <laughs> to better the Italian, how dare you? How dare you speak about Italy like that? Right? Imagine. Oh my They'll god! They'll be like, "Who the hell is this guy? What the hell is he talking about?" Oh man! So I want to, uh, I, I want to find. Okay, here it is. Uh, this question 
from Dieter. Uh, what do you think about this? Well, I could actually, I'll start with, uh, actually, hold on. Before we get to this, I want to get Jerry's take on Mourinho. So we'll put, we'll put a pin in that question about Handanovic because I, I, no, but the thing is, I, I need Jerry's take though. And I think Jerry, I have faith that yeah. he can take his bias out of it. So Jerry, how would you define success for Jose Mourinho at Roma? And do you think he can take them back to the promised land? Well, so wash up, I don't mean like wash up, meaning he's done. I mean, wash up meaning that he's no longer the guy that he once was, where he was so successful and and, and had that potential to make teams to the top. That that's where I say he's washed up. Or in the terms like he's no, he's not that guy anymore. He if he wants to be unwashed, he needs to be. He needs to bust the burst the bubble and start being more open minded and try to adapt and maybe change a little bit his style. Maybe try to do something different, not always do the same thing where he's been used to for like a whole decade and plus. You, whatever didn't work in recent times, you, you change it. You try something new. Um, the problem is, how do you tell your grandfather who's seventy year old to to do the garden a different way when he's doing the garden for like thirty years? Italians are are so stubborn that they stick to one way, and 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 some Italians maybe do have a plan B or C, not very few I know, not many I know, but success, I, I define success as winning a trouble, winning trophies. Um, that that always that always defines what, what success is. Uh, I know that a guy like Pochettino, who before PSG, people think that he, he created something with Tottenham, a, a, a family environment, and he, he got them to play at such a high level. But that's not success to me, man. That that There's nothing successful, though, because you didn't achieve anything. In order to be successful, you need to achieve something. I could be wrong about that, but you're, you're always remembered on what you were able to win with the team, not what you were able to do with the team like oh that was a beautiful brand of football 10 years ago no one not everybody always remembers that for me but i know that i know sharma doesn't uh, agree but i i don't remember pochettino i don't think well, what would you remember pochettino i'm just saying <laughs> why not he's you a lot of tottenham if you ask tottenham fans they still take as soon as you say pochettino they're like yeah take him back in the heartbeat that's oh yes the, the effect that he's had in in those five years he had um, Jerry, trophy is too simplistic to way to look at things. Jerry, uh, when, when Mourinho's a big advocate of taking steps to, to get to the next level, so he's always been an advocate of saying, like, in order to win Champions League, you need to make champ- the groups. Then you have to make it to the knockouts. Then you can win. Do you think it all might give him enough time to to get to that where he wins that trouble? Or do you think they call it a quits because he's taking too long and if you're no, season, uh, I, I know. Season I know. Our guy, our guy, Histo oh. predicted that he's not going to make it till January. Mourinho. <laughs> and wow. it, but listen, and if, if there's anybody That's... volatile enough where things could go south that quickly, it could be him. But I do predict he will make it at least one full season. That's my yeah. prediction. Easily. Yeah. That's a good question, uh, Mario. And I think that a team like Roma doesn't have patience right now. They're, they're looking for now. They're not looking for what you can do for me in three years. That's already gone through with the James Bolotta era where he's done a successful job of ruining that club, which I love him for. But um, uh, James Bolotta is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite Romanistis. But, I wish he'd uh, buy Juventus. Oh, shit. Yeah, me too. Don't worry. 
But I, it's a good point. I, you know what? I never really got to see a lot of Mourinho teams. And, like, I've read about him. His IQ is amazing. I've read the book about him. One of the smartest guys you'll ever hear about. But, like, if Roma's patient. He's a patient, psychologist. He's yeah, a coach yeah, and a psychologist. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And I think if Roma's patient, he could build this team into a top four contender. But, but he's I, having trouble with the with the modern Footballers, like he's having yeah. he's having issues with managing the, you know, the youngsters of these. You've seen it with Pogba, at United, uh, um, Deli Ali at Tottenham, then Endombele kind of turned the, turned it around at Spurs. But he, he seems to have an issue with kind of these, you know, young stars that these days have a, they haven't got that old school, you know, Lucio Zanetti right. Cambiasso type mentality. John Terry, you know, these guys that, you know, jump through hoops for him and do what you know what's required. These guys are a little bit more. You know, maybe you could say they're a little bit childish or need a little bit more guidance. But more ego, too, I think. More I ego, think it's like a natural thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They, well, that's they, right. But you got to know how to manage them. Right. Like if, if the best players in the world now under 30 are all prima donnas, that's up to the managers to figure out how to work with these guys. They're losing exactly. prima donnas. Because Boko wasn't a world champion at the time. Just yeah. before. So no, he, was, you're right. he was a bunch of losers. <laughs> I, I, this oh, yeah, they're the best players at that at the club. The, the at the club that he's at, those were the best players. Yeah. Do you think this Roma squad is better than what he's had in recent seasons with like no. Tottenham, no. Manchester no. United? There, there, no. there's a prime question. The worst team. I, I, they're they're they're, I, they're I, worse. I they're they're, they're really worse, team. and and they have more financial limitations because like okay i know that i know that manchester united fans hate the glazers but they they do have money they're capable of spending they've spent big on players you know tottenham are doing well financially i mean most premier league clubs are doing well financially even if they have cheap owners they're still doing well financially because of the revenue that that league brings in this is a whole different ball game now at roma i mean you don't expect to go to roma and have an unlimited budget i know he's getting paid half no, you're yeah. right. Oh, yeah, good point. And, and I know it's a stupid question, but it's a realistic question where you have to think about what kind of team is he having compared to the recent clubs that he had in the last decade where he successfully wasn't – he didn't fail but didn't do as well as he probably would have liked. Um, I know he, he won with Manchester United, didn't he, if I'm not mistaken? Europa League. Yeah. The League Cup. A double. It's not, not bad, I, I would say, but, like, again – Watch are different. Um, like you said, Sharma, I, I, and, and that's why I was saying that a guy like Mourinho doesn't know how to change with the times. And like you're saying, modern football, learning to adapt he with the younger though. players. No, he did. You're right. But at the time, like Manchester United it is a difficult team to, to, to manage with, but they had better players. And now with the Roma, where they haven't won nothing since 2008. That's a long time, man. A lot of young players. What do you What do you do? How do you develop these players quick enough? Look Look what Sorry's doing right now. Sorry's already getting these players in training camp to to think away to, and that's a strength that he's always had, young or older or whatever it may be, where he's always had a way of making players better. I like to see that with Mourinho now. Now, I don't. And, and, I, and Jerry, here, here's another thing that I think works in Sorry's favor. He had a sabbatical, like he had some time off. And dude, when you work as hard as these coaches work of big clubs, like you get burned out, man. I mean, to be able to have a year off to recharge the batteries and like Max Allegri, my God, he had two years off to charge the batteries. Like I, I am frightened of, of what he is going to bring to Juventus this coming season. Whereas 
Jose Mourinho, when is the last time this guy charged his batteries? Like he's been every time he gets sacked from a job, like three days later, he turns up managing another club. Like honestly, he he might have done himself a favor by taking a year off. Instead, he just dives head first into the next opportunity. I like how people say that we took the leftovers of Marino to come to Lazio. I think that, if anything, it's like a Ferrari drove right by Roma and they went with the second option and didn't and decided to go with Marino, which I think is a big mistake. Sorry would have been a massive upgrade over Mourinho because back to Sharma's and, – and I know that Mourinho's has more success under his belt. Absolutely. But the circumstances of Lazio are, are much less. I know that we don't spend as much money as Roma does, say, get, considering that they're $260 million in debt the last time I saw. But spending is proving that it's not always the case, the solution to everything. Um, we picked up four players, all on freeze, basically. Oh, $3 million for Felipe Anderson. And they're players that adapt to Sari's system. And Tari's doing some good work here finally this summer after two bad years. But, but like, I'm, I'm just honest. But, like, again, he's got some complimentary players already in the lineup that will be useful to his 4-3-3. There, there are key pieces here. You're going to Roma, and it's like you don't know what you're going with. I, I don't think the squad is good at all. There are, there are key pieces, absolutely. But there's a lot of work to like reconstruct that that roster. Um, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sharma. I, I'm not the uh, I'm not the football expert of everything. I I just think that you lost Benazola. He's not playing till November. Uh, yeah. um, you don't know what you're gonna get with Zaniolo yet. Knock on wood. I I, I don't care if he's a Roma player. I, I hope he comes back 100 percent because I never. I never wish anything bad on any player. It doesn't matter what team you play for. People who are like that should go fuck themselves. But um, <laughs> but um, and 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 again, there's just so much dead weight there. There's so much dead weight at Roma. Like, so you guys tell me, man. Maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I I've lost the plot, but I think that. But I, I think sorry, kind of dodged the bullet with Roma because I think he would have been fired in a year. Personally, I think he would have been out the door. Whereas Latito is, is willing to give him more time, two seasons, considering what Inzaghi was able to do. And, and, and I give credit to Inzaghi as well, because he kind of left him in a good position where there are pieces ready for him in order to like take over. He's not taking over a disaster as well. So as much as there are flaws to Inzaghi's managerial ways, and sometimes there's some things that he can work on, overall he's a great manager where he left Lazio in a good position. I love how Brooklyn Rob is now trashing you. Jerry is going to cry when Lazio does not even get a Europa League spot. I bet you they finish there's always six. the Conference League. I bet you top six, Lazio. I, I, I am very confident in top six because, because Latito is very ambitious this season. The first time in 17 years, only one reason, because of how Inzaghi left makes me sick to my stomach that a guy has to piss him off in order to be more ambitious, to go after Sari, buy some players, sell Joaquin Correa, and, and get a good player and to, to spend more. Like, it shouldn't have to get to that. You should want to win even what, what Inzaghi was able to do in five seasons. Like, it just blows my mind. But Italians, man, I always have a vendetta. 
<laughs> so I wanted to go uh, to back if I if I can find this. Uh, here we go uh, from Dieter. This question: Will this be the last season of Samir Handanovic in goal for Inter? I believe it will be. Um, I I can't guarantee you who replaces him. You guys know who I want. I like Andre Onana, who I think Inter are trying to work on securing him on a free transfer for next summer. As long as someone doesn't swoop in and pay a transfer fee for him from Ajax, he's entering the final year of his contract. So Inter, Inter want Onana on a free next year. So unless someone swoops in and gets him on a transfer fee this year, I think he's a decent shot that he comes in. This guy, he's got swagger. He's got gigantic hands. I see him make these amazing one-handed saves, good with his feet. He was a big part of uh, the great run that Ajax had a few years ago into the semifinal of the Champions League. This is a goalkeeper that I really rate. Uh, he is coming off uh, a performance-enhancing drug suspension, which tells me he's willing to do anything to win, and I like that. <laughs> I'm just, just fucking around. I, I hope he cleans himself you're cheating, out. You're not playing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Listen, I, I don't. I don't want any of this uh, PED nonsense, and I also do not want anyone testing positive and then having to miss time because he's serving a year's suspension. So I wouldn't want any of that at Inter. But that, honestly, that would be my choice. I, I rate that keeper highly, and that would be the guy that I would like to replace Handanovic next year. Mario, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll see how this year goes, honestly, because he's still, he's still, he's still got it in my eyes. Like he made, he does, really? Yeah, I think he's still got it. I mean, we have no back. I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. I could jump. <laughs> um, so I, I think he still has it. I don't know. I think like, yeah, sure. He still has the, the statue feature that, you know, everyone hates on, but, uh, he came up pretty big and towards the end of the season, if I remember correctly. And uh, sure, he's he's getting up there in age, but I, I don't see why he doesn't have another, at least this full season and next season, unless something happens. If he gets injured, then I could say yeah, he's it's pretty much over. But yeah, for now, I kind of see him staying for another year or two, as long as he's still you know performing and. Uh, and that the, the coaching staff thinks that he's, you know, able to perform at the top level, regardless if he's up there or not. So, Sharma, I think the most shocking thing I've heard on this pod today is Mario saying that Handanovic still has two more years left. Uh, do you agree? No. <laughs> no <laughs> I agree with Sharma. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, he's got one year left on his contract that expires at the end of this coming season. Right. But it just looks like they're just not like it's just clearly not a priority for them. Like I felt like even last season, and I'm not saying he's dusted or anything, but I felt like last season could have been the year where you tried to transition him slowly. But yeah, even this year looks like you know we're not apart from Onana, as you said, that's for next year. But it looks like Leon are trying to swoop in for him now with Onana. So all right, you'll probably be gone by next year. And Musso's gone. Silvestri went for like three million. Um, Golini went for with a loan for like two year loan. Like the keepers are, are available there to you know to, if you if you are going to take a chance on someone. So I'm I'm okay with going ahead with him for one more season. But honestly, I don't I don't think he should be going into 2023 2024. Like he's done he's done his best work now. So I think he should be phased out slowly. I, I, I gotta agree. I gotta wrap up I in, uh, in a 
Yeah, well, I, I, I completely agree with Sharma, and I disagree with Mario. Very disrespectfully, I disagree. I, I got to go uh, do some parenting in a couple of minutes, so I want to give everyone a chance to plug whatever they're working on. I'll, I'll let Jerry go first because I, I, I know that Jerry probably has – 15 articles in his drafts. He's got like 11 articles for the Laziali. He's got four Serpents of Madonina stories. Probably he's breaking down in Zaghi. What are you working on, Jerry? Um, uh, I did an interview for a Liverpool site, actually. Um, nice. Basically about Shakiri. If Shakiri's going to come to Lazio, I don't think Shakiri's coming at all, personally. Um, 15 million for two shit... The last two seasons have been garbage, so I would never pay $15 million for that guy. But that's just me. Uh, I wrote a piece about your your boy, uh, Vidat Mariki, and how I think he can have a bounce-back season. <laughs> that's your boy. If he plays a shitty first game, Jerry's going to write the story about how they never should have bought him in the first place. And I wrote about Ribery and how we should not sign this guy. God damn it, man. I don't know how we're linked to this guy, 38 years old. Stop. Hey man, Stop. respect, respect, Monsieur Frank. No man, yeah, five years ago, you know what? He 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 can play all he want, but like like Parolo, like Senalulic, go play with Udinese, Bologna, the retirement squads. He's where... royalty, Ribery. Like uh, yeah, I, I would take and those money. are world, those royalty clubs where they get to continue their career until they're forty-five. Like, I can't believe uh, you mentioned Parolo and Ribery in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> they can play at Bologna with uh, what's that? What's the guy with the ponytail? What's his name? <laughs> Santander. <laughs> no, not that guy. The other oh, guy. Palacio. 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 He's got no, no hair except for the ponytail. Palacio. Guy's playing his way. 38, 39. Still playing, man. That's why I say Bologna. Bologna is the retirement squad where they can continue their career. It's like a mid table team where they're still playing, they're still happy. No, no disrespect, no disrespect to Ribery, but like, I, I, my article shows how how many games he was hurt the last two seasons. Lazio can't afford, especially a team like that who doesn't have a lot of depth, can't afford to buy someone who is never available. I, I respect that he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, Sharma, great player, but he, he's also thirty eight years old too, and, and you have to keep that into consideration. Yeah, he, spun, he spun your defense like last season. I remember. Yeah, Patrick, for God's sake, man. He, God he's damn, he's younger than Ibrahimovic. Oh, don't give me excuses. He went past. He went past Acerbi. He went past uh, the. Patrick, at his near post, like it was a great Patrick, goal, buddy. That fucking guy. I don't. Know, I, I just not only Lazio. He was doing it to everybody. Yeah, I, 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 I get it, man, but like I, I just don't want him. I it, it, Lacho's the oldest squad last season. The That's oldest true, squad in Serie A, man. So that is older. another thing. Get older, man. Scaring yeah, me. I'm I, 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 yeah. I, I'm I'm having parties in my backyard right now, knowing that we have two young guys in the squad who have potential for Lazio. No, it's been over a decade. By the way, how did the 13 year old play today? Uh, I, I didn't. Or, I didn't. Oh, the next Messi. The, 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 he's he's sixteen mullet, years old. Uh, that's not for me, man. I'm just call. Hey, hey, hold on. That's not. For, <laughs> I'm just saying what I just quote what is reported. Messy similarities, not the ex- exact messy similarities to how he plays. What is his I name? Saw, Luca Romero. Luca Romero. So um, <laughs> the what? Sorry, doesn't even know who Carlone. Has he Carlone? Who the fuck is Carlone? <laughs> Look up 
man. We need to educate the seal, you. The little, seal, <laughs> the little seal dribble? My man. He oh, was the next Messi. Yep. He told yep. He was the next Messi. How did he pan out? That they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. Next Messi. He's the next, be careful. The next, next Messi. You know what? Uh, I don't expect him to be the next Messi. No, yeah, exactly. I I don't expect I don't expect anybody to be the next Messi, but if he just pans out to be a very good player and, and, and turns out to be good as like say Luis Alberto or Savage and perform well for Lazio, I'm happy. That's all I want, man. Like by the time it, he breaks the first team, the long gun. Oh, man. So, he, he, huge thanks as well to Uncle Sharma, the Zio of Calcio Twitter, for joining us. And his YouTube channel is awesome. Mr. Sharma, where can people find you? Yeah, just uh, type in Uncle Sharma on YouTube, and hopefully you find me or some other Indian guy talking about cricket, probably. I don't know. I'll um, watch both. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> recently recently got to 2K subscribers on YouTube, oh, so thank huge. you, everyone. Um, yeah, just into news, into match reactions and stuff like that. So check it out. It's huge. I, I guess I guess Mario dipped out. He was uh, he he didn't want to do his plugs, but you, you can follow him. Whatever his Twitter handle is, God knows. Uh, but he does some stuff with uh, with Inter Worldwide or good friends. So check out Inter Worldwide. Support them. Support Mario. And uh, you know, Br- Brooklyn Rob seems upset. We didn't talk enough Juventus on this episode. Hey, Brooklyn, it's going to happen eventually, Rob. Just keep watching every episode. You never know when the Juve talk is going to come. And actually, ironically, Rob, I think he may have watched the replay, but he missed our most recent episode. We had our guy Cliff on, Cliff Esmiol. He was talking Juventus. So that was like the most Juve content we've have, had in an episode in a long time. So we'll, we'll do that again at some point. No more but... fucking Juve. No more. No, we're done. No more oh, Juve. It's banned. Okay. It's banned. Bye. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I'll hear about Juve one more time. I'm going to have a heart attack, man. I, I can live with that. So huge, huge thanks to Mario for joining us. For Uncle Sharma, subscribe to his channel. He's got over 2K now. We want him over 20K by the Son end of the of night. Bitch. By the way, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Um, di- many different ways to find us. Calcio Connection on YouTube. Just search Calcio Connection, subscribe. We don't have nearly enough subscribers, so get on that. Uh, we also, we just created a Twitch page. And it's I, I'm embarrassed to even plug it because the Twitch page is brand new. We have literally one follower. So whoever that... Oh, is that oh. is that is that Uncle? Oh my God! So we our one, <laughs> one follower, our one follower is in the chat with us. <laughs> that is humiliating. Follow us on Twitch at Calcio Connection, oh, man. and uh, and you know the majority the majority of people who consume our content listen to the audio replays, which is fine. But we want to get more people on the videos as well because we stream most of these episodes live. But you can follow us on the audio platforms. Just search Calcio Connection on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Amazon, Google, everywhere you get your pods, you can follow us and take us with you in the car, wherever you go. So for Uncle Sharma, for Jerry, for Mario, I'm Alex Dono. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao. Ciao. Fuck you, fuck you, Fuck you,